0: I like the rain.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Regan.
0: And I'm Jeff.
1: And this is Man and Femme Criterion Commentaries.
0: A cinematic journey through the Criterion Collection.
1: Today, we're talking about Spine Number 19, Shock Corridor.
0: It was written and directed by Samuel Fuller.
1: This is, I would say, loosely based on the story by Nellie Bly, Ten Days in a Madhouse, who is a reporter, a female reporter from the early, I believe early 1900s, late 1800s, who got herself committed into an insane asylum only this kind of puts a twist on it because they are trying to solve a murder.
0: Now that I think about it, Shutter Island kind of reminds me of this, or I don't know, like I can see its influence on Shutter Island, the the Scorsese movie, mm-hmm. sort of, in an offhand way. But instead of like the Nellie Bly thing, she was just trying to uncover the beatings and stuff, but they've taken that idea and thrown it into a murder mystery, Yeah, which is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And each person that he suspects is interesting in their own different way. Like, as he's trying to figure out who did it and kind of losing his mind at the same time.
1: Right. I feel like he goes a little bit too far, though. I feel like he's trying too hard to uncover this information about the murder.
0: By being too crazy?
1: Maybe. I don't know. I think... Similarly to The Naked Kiss, like, there's just a lot of drama going on here. It's oh, like, tons. are so dramatic.
0: Tons. I mean, you throw in that fat opera guy who's constantly, like, singing and getting in his face, and he wakes up to him, like, yelling out.
1: Yeah. Or my favorite was the fight scene in the kitchen where it was just like, let's destroy all the food, and they just were, like, throwing things around. It was like they weren't even really fighting. They were just picking stuff up and, like, throwing it. It was very dramatic.
0: It had some really bizarre things in it. It was a black-and-white movie, but there'd be these, like, color scenes that were, like, hallucinations mm-hmm. in the minds of certain of the inmates.
1: Yeah, like, there was um, one of Buddha and Mount Fuji, that I remember.
0: That was the first one. Mm-hmm. And then there was also, like, you'd you could hear you could hear conversations inside of the inmates' heads with themselves and you could hear and see hallucinations of Kathy that Jonathan guy's girlfriend who acts like she's his sister
1: yeah i liked the shot where she was like double exposed over his head
0: like she was like laying on his head yeah his his like his motives to do this were not pure though he wasn't no. just doing it to uncover the murder. He was doing it to sell newspapers and win a Pulitzer Prize.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, in a way, I guess the ending is kind of justified. And I think if he would have come at it from a pure standpoint, it would be a different ending.
1: Uh-huh.
0: There's the one inmate that he's trying to figure out that murder, whoever the Sloan person is. When he talks to that, that black inmate. Uh-huh. And the social commentary that comes out through his mouth where he's a black man who hates black people and doesn't know he's black
1: mm-hmm.
0: in his psychosis. And when he's saying all those really racial things, it does a really great job of showing just how stupid all that stuff sounds. Right. I mean, it takes, you know, the being in the 60s, having it come out of a black man's mouth to show an audience like how stupid those arguments are. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really yeah,
1: that's a good point. Really
0: awesome. And kind of a really touching social commentary kind of slipped into the slipped into the story.
1: Yeah. Well I think that's one thing that now seeing multiple films of Samuel Fuller, I think he does touch on a lot of tough subjects, race being one of them. Or like we saw in The Naked Kiss, like just Basically all of the crap that women go through
0: and with weird labels
1: being put on them. and
0: Weird sexual things that people don't usually talk about.
1: Yeah. this mm-hmm. kind
0: of stuff that would get covered up.
1: Right. So these were probably fairly risque movies in their time.
0: It was also interesting to see that Jonathan kind of loses himself in the role of being crazy. And there's a, a point where it, it starts to blur. Like, is he kind of losing his mind? Or like what is an act? what is real? I mean, there was a point where that Kathy woman comes to visit him and she kisses him on the lips, and she's supposed to be his sister, but she's not she's his fiance in real life, where he even is like confused and is like grossed out by the fact that she kissed him Mm-hmm. and she freaks out because he's he's lost to the point where he's he really believes that she's his sister and not his 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 girlfriend, yeah, it's also. It's kind of an interesting story detail that the actual killer isn't an inmate, it's one of the guards who you meet right away. And how that guard is able to manipulate everybody into like keeping a secret for the most part. Mhm. I mean he's so convincing as a, as being nuts that they give him shock therapy, which then just kind of scrambles his mind even more. Right. Because he couldn't talk afterwards and he couldn't remember the name of the killer even though he had just found out. hmm Yeah,
1: and I think his, you know, sister comes in after the shock therapy and that's when he's confused. Yeah. And also, the one scene that was really memorable to me was when he's in the hallway and it starts raining. At the and very It's all end. just like an illusion. Yeah. That was awesome. That was really cool. Very cool. But
0: this is when you know he's lost it. Mm-hmm. He thinks there's a rainstorm, no one else knows what he's talking about, but then they show you inside of his mind and it's just like, it's gorgeous looking, it's kind of crazy.
1: It sort of reminded me, I don't think this was influenced necessarily in any way, but it kind of reminded me of the scene in Shawshank Redemption when he gets out Yeah. and is in the rain, but I don't. I don't think they're connected, but it just, it reminded me of that too. It was sort of like the opposite though. Because in Shawshank Redemption, like he's out, he's free, and he's in underneath that bathing light, and like the rain for him was like pure baptismal, yeah, like washing away that type of a thing. Where in this situation, it was like the complete opposite, where the rain was like his torture, yeah. almost.
0: It's no longer a salvation; it's a, mm-hmm. it's an imprisonment. I thought it was interesting too that like in that. Asylum, there was women there, too. But the women that were there were for being nymphomaniacs. Yeah. Because they liked sex too much. And then when he just happens to go into that room, they just tear him apart. It's like they're like sexual piranhas and he's food. And they just, like, beat the crap out of him.
1: Yeah. The only women in this movie were nymphomaniacs or burlesque dancers.
0: Less dancers. Yeah. Oh, her sister.
1: wife. Her, yeah.
0: Her gr- fiance. Yeah, I forgot about that.
1: Mhm.
0: The last thing that they showed us, is, like after that big rainstorm, which was really cool, there was like a color hallucination of Niagara Falls, and then it seemed like he snapped out of it. He was able to write his entire story. He wins the Pulitzer Prize. And then he becomes the frozen guy that points when you when you move his arm in one direction. He just stays in that position, and he's like lost inside of his own head.
1: Yeah. And then that's when, I think it was one of the aides, says, A man can't tamper with the mind and live in an insane asylum and expect to come out alive.
0: There was one funny thing that the fat opera guy sang, and I think his name was Yahtzee. Yes. But he said... When we're asleep, no one can tell a sane man from an insane man. <laughs> I honestly th- thought at one point he was going to kill Jonathan. Or yeah. try to kill him. Or smush him to death.
1: Well, I think that was intentional to make him look like a possible killer so that Jonathan would think maybe he's the killer. Get the viewers to think that maybe Yahtzee was the one who killed Sloan.
0: The one thing like about these Samuel Fuller movies that we've watched is that they're really kind of avant-garde.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
0: they're just hidden inside of a kind of a just a B-movie drama are these, like, really big social issues and some really interesting film techniques that are not your standard thing for that time.
1: hmm
0: I mean, this movie was campy, too.
1: It was, yeah, it was really campy.
0: Especially with that Civil War crazy guy, how he thought he was in the Civil War. yeah. But even though it's really, really campy, I still really have enjoyed both of these movies of his that we watched.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Like, they're fun campy, not, like, crappy campy.
1: Mm-hmm. Although I will say, The Naked Kiss, when that one started, I was like, oh my god.
0: I thought we were in for some <laughs> um, trouble.
1: Yeah. This one, a little less so, but Jonathan is very over-the-top. Just in everything that he does. I mean, even in the beginning when he was kind of talking with the other people in the newspaper, like that first conversation that he was having.
0: Like his boss and a doctor that was trying to coach him into how to act crazy.
1: Yeah, which, by the way, I mean, that was kind of a cool intro because they did a lot of the introduction of the characters through voiceover narrative um, to kind of explain what was going on. So, yeah, it was a really interesting. Interesting beginning to a movie, um, but even then he was just really... hes just His whole personality was just very over the top, which was kind of... Which I think, if it wouldn't have been so over the top, I don't think it would have that B-movie feel. No. But it was so overly dramatic and, like, overly acted that yeah. it just felt really campy.
0: These might have been B-movies. I don't... I'm not sure.
1: Did they start out that way? I Did don't know. they sign up for it and say this is going to be a B-movie?
0: I don't remember seeing any of these people in anything else. The only other right. thing that I wanted to point out is in a shout-out to the first movie we reviewed, Grand Illusion, the son of Eric von Stroheim, who played the monocled German like lieutenant or general in that movie, his son, Joseph von Stroheim, did all the sound in this movie. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Do you think he got the job because he was the son of Eric von Stroheim?
0: Initially, I bet he did when he first started. That's enough Samuel Fuller Mm -hmm. for now. I don't know if there's any more movies of his in the collection. But But thank you for listening. Um, You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud. Rate us if you like on iTunes because that will help us out a lot. Thank you. Bye.